Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me, as always, for the first episode of 2022 is Tim. <laughs> I was trying to hold my breath the whole episode, but I guess that's not going to work out. I mean... I I would have had to carry a lot of the episode, Timmy. So I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you decided to not do that. Also, also you know, I, I think the, the fans enjoy you being alive. So that's. Uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> well, not according to some of the comments I read, but. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. This is a horror movie podcast. We get together. We talk about a horror film that we watched. Uh, we are starting off 2022 with a number two. Uh, it wasn't actually the original t- one we picked. We were going to do something that was more interesting. To well, not more interesting—that's that's unfair. But something we were more excited about seeing. Uh, but we have to wait a little while before we have access to that one. So we're here to talk about Spider-Man. Yes, the horror movie, Spider-Man: Far From Home. So yes, we're here to talk about Don't Breathe 2. Uh, and of course we reviewed the first mm-hmm. one when it came out in 2018, I want to say. That's when that happened. I have no concept of time anymore. Uh, do you mean when we reviewed it or when the movie came out? Well, we reviewed it when it came out in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> so... I was just testing you. You passed. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. I passed all my tests. Can I go into town now? What? <laughs> it was a light in the movie. <laughs> Good to see Tim was paying attention. Uh, there's a lot of lines in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Uh, so, if you don't remember, Don't Breathe, the first one, it was a pretty fun movie. Uh, we were both pretty into it. It was from the director <laughs> of the Evil Dead reboot and featured Jane Levi again, but she was sort of this little team of thieves who were breaking into a house that was owned by a, a blind man played by Stephen Lang, but he turned out to be like this extremely smart and capable like psychopath, basically. <laughs> um, it had some twists and turns. You know, most people who saw it like had a lot to say about where it went in its third mm-hmm. act. And you know, that's easily what... one of my you know favorite horror Thanksgiving movies. I understand why you're making that joke. <laughs> because of turkey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so interestingly though they announced a sequel and interesting it was interesting in this case because it's like well where do you go with this especially since you're not, yeah. you're not continuing jane levi's character you're not continuing the story of the survivor mm-hmm. you know because i think the obvious thing to do for a sequel is that blind man who is and you know we're starting spoiler free here but obviously this, this is a sequel so we, we have to acknowledge that he, <laughs> he survived the first movie like that's clearly obviously a thing right. um you know the obvious thing that would happen maybe in a sequel that would normally come out is that he would hunt her down perhaps and like mm-hmm. want revenge and it would be like you know this blind man stalking her and that you know this would be an inspired idea but you could see how you could turn that into something entertaining if you wanted to uh, not, not that they needed a sequel. There was a perfectly fine standalone yeah. entertaining movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But they went a different route with the sequel, shall we say. Uh, <laughs> this movie is about the blind man who now has a, an adopted daughter who's ab terrible with kids' ages. I don't know. Uh, 
I, uh, I I thought she said like nine or ten at some point, but I, uh, maybe I'm misremembering that, or maybe <laughs> just assumed. <laughs> it can't be based on something that someone else says. But I I have some okay. I have some comments based on the age thing because there's some weirdness in this. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so he's he's like sort of he's very he, he homeschools her. He tries to train her to be a badass like him, and she's kind of lonely because she has no friends her own age, and she's not allowed to really do anything. Uh, but some evil men, some creepy evil men, decide to do a bit of a home invasion. They're trying to kidnap her, and he must, the blind man must, you know, defend and protect her. And maybe she'll also use some skills that he's taught her along the way. And that's, you know, I think that's the, the spoiler-free premise that I think we can give you. I, I would also say that it does go more places uh, as the movie goes on. I get much like the first one, it does take some turns <laughs> in its mm-hmm. direction, which. I guess you could say it's true to its its lineage in that sense. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll leave it there. Uh, we'll give our spoiler-free thoughts, and then we'll warn you about spoilers before we get into them. So, Timmy, what did you mm-hmm. think of Don't Breathe 2? Well, uh, thank you for asking. Uh, I, you know, I, I wasn't super jazzed uh, going into this one. Um, not that I... Well, I, I you know, I really like the first one... Uh, and, you know, it's one of those cases where, you know, like you said, it's like, yeah, there really isn't any need for a sequel. It's very good on its own. And then, yeah, you know, uh, you don't have the director, uh, you know, is not coming back, which, I, I, you know, I think that's one of the big selling points is, um, you know, uh, with, uh, uh, um, you know, the Evil Dead reboot and Don't Breathe, uh, you know, the uh, director... Uh, what is Dave Tim? You're really struggling here. <laughs> it's uh uh was it uh wait is it uh Alvarez uh Freddy Alvarez Freddy yeah so he uh <laughs> God that was like but... you crashed and burning slowly into a wall stalling to try and remember his name. <laughs> uh but yeah no I mean those are two very solid movies you know under his belt so yeah at this point I'm pretty much game for anything he does and then. If he's not returning to something, I, I'm immediately less interested uh, in it. Uh, no offense to you know the person that they got to direct this, um, but yeah, you know, not really too familiar with their stuff, and I didn't really hear any bad stuff going in. But I don't think I really heard any well, super positive yeah, stuff. I'll, let me let me jump in just before you give your your sure. your, your point there. Uh, the director of this film, uh, Mr. Rodo Sayegs, I don't know how to press it. I'm sorry. This is his one and only directing credit. Yeah, he was okay. a co-writer on some things, including Don't Breathe and Evil Dead. Uh, mm. He produced some of these things as well. He's actually listed as a producer, and he has a story by credit for the upcoming Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Interesting. So, uh, but he didn't direct that. He, didn't, he did not direct that, though. Yeah. So. Uh, and then... Uh, is is Alvarez involved in that too, or like I don't think he's directing it, right? Uh, he, Did yeah, he just uh, produce uh, it. Yeah, he's got like a product a producer credit, I okay. think. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm strangely looking forward to that. Uh, from all accounts, it sounds like a train wreck. Uh, so it should be fun to talk about. True, true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, with uh, so don't breathe too. Yeah, I'm kind of going into it. I'm not super excited, but whatever. Um. So maybe since I did have low expectations, I was kind of surprised that I kind of enjoyed this. Like, I don't think it's great. Uh, it's certainly not as good as the first one, but 
I don't know. I think it was like, you know, decent enough. I, you know, watched it. I never really got bored. You know, I had a fun enough time. Uh, it, it does feel like very kind of like trashy and sleazy, <laughs> uh, but like in, you know, like a fun genre kind of way, like there's definitely like some over the top stuff, but uh, I think that kind of makes it fun. And, um, you know, it, it doesn't the the first one definitely felt more horror based, uh, but this one does feel like it's uh, I, I felt like it, it's more away from the horror stuff and it's just kind of like a action revenge kind of flick to me, which is not a bad thing. But, um, you know, just in terms of horror, it, it felt more like that to me, uh, not to say that there weren't parts that you know, still kind of had that little horror twinge uh, to it. But um, and yeah, in, in terms of the action, though, like I, I thought it was pretty entertaining and they like just don't get me wrong. I like all the big nerdy comic book stuff, but it is nice to kind of just see just like a couple like regular people fighting each other and not just it's like big CGI blobs <laughs> going at it. Uh, so <laughs> I was actually kind of getting a kick out of that. But yeah, uh, I, I was surprised that I thought it was like, Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> no, I I feel really weird about this movie. I, I like I don't understand the 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 core choices made about the premise because for sure. <laughs> but, well, I mean, the whole thing is like we have to. The, the movie tries its damnedest to make you on some level root for the bad guy from the first movie. But here's the thing. What he was doing to people and what it was revealed that he was doing to people in the first movie is so heinous that <laughs> there is no redeeming of this guy. There, there is no rooting for this character. And they try so hard and the movie, you said it's very trashy and it, it is, does have that trashy, sleazy feel to it. I would go as far as to say it's kind of mean-spirited in places. There's, there's a really mean-spirited oh, sure. kind of feel to some of it, um, which did stick out to me. Uh, I will say there's some okay stuff in it. There's some okay mm -hmm. moments. The odd little... I think once it gets past the setup, because the setup, like, introducing the kid and her relationship with the blind man and mm -hmm. kind of the build-up to, like, the main sort of plot happening, I, I, I kind of hated most of that stuff. Once it, once it was bad guys in the house and like, the girl was mm -hmm. sneaking around the house and then eventually the blind man starting to, like, you know, do his tactics to get around... Mm -hmm. Like that was more fun because it was like okay mechanically I'm having a bit of fun now because you're you're playing with the idea that she, she's been taught how to sneak around she's using that skill she's quite smart she's capable she's causing distractions and try to like you know sneak by and do these little things all, all that stuff I think was fairly entertaining some of the fights mm -hmm. and uh, murders were were pretty entertaining um so I will say this though this movie gets absurdly stupid with a few things <laughs> like some of the logic and like the the just the like, there's, there's just there's, there's just some really unbelievable things going on in this movie is all i'm going to say it's absolutely some, yeah some, some of it is absurd and i kind of almost wish it was just a bit schlockier just so that i could enjoy it and laugh at it for being mm. as ridiculous as it is but it's, sure. it's but it is so mean spirited and kind of like nasty at times that it's hard to yeah. kind of like get into that mood and vibe of it. So yeah, I, I think I'm a bit more uh, kind of middling on it than you are. You seem mm -hmm. to have gotten a bit of you, you you squeezed a bit of enjoyment out of it. I, th I think I'm a little bit more like 
eh, I could have done without this existing. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't say like it's something that I needed to see, and I mean, yeah, probably not gonna watch it at any point again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I'm that much farther off from you. I mean, I think it is. I, I, I guess the point I was trying to make is that I was surprised that, like, I didn't hate it. But I also sure. didn't love it, though. I'm just like, oh, that was like okay, I guess. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't put it much more above something that's just kind of very middle of the road or average. Yeah. Um. I think one of the weird things is with the movie structure is that I, I it felt really long to me because mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be mostly just the home invasion, but then it, that's only kind of half the movie. So I remember mm-hmm. checking the time at one point when that was like it felt like it was wrapping up, and I was like, oh wait, I'm only like halfway through. <laughs> like what is this? <laughs> but it says something that it didn't feel like it was only like forty minutes into it or whatever it was at the time. Because uh, mm-hmm. the movie's an hour 40, it, does, it does feel a little bit long for what it is. And it, that's not a long movie by any means. No. But I, th- I think because it gets to a lot of the the main premise fairly quickly, as much as I don't like the stuff before, mm-hmm. I can't really argue that it takes a long time to get going because it does get there relatively mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of that, it feels like we kind of like we're, we're, we're going through the plot. We're, we're getting at a really reasonable pace and it feels mm-hmm. like where, where, you know, where could we possibly go and a lot of the stuff that it introduces in the back half to kind of like give it all this extra plot is like oh okay oh that's an interesting place to go oh okay all right all right that's what you do oh interesting very interesting <laughs> like that's that's very much the reaction and, and some of it's quite eye-rolling in places as well so uh and just how capable Stephen lang the blind man is in this at times like mm-hmm. like some of it's just kind of fun goofy stuff but some of it's like the, the way they try and sell that he can tell someone is because he feels the ripples of water. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I mean, I, uh, I, f- I feel like you kind of got to meet it as this kind of like trashy B-level movie when they're doing like stuff like that because, yeah, the, it, it is very stupid and outrageous, but also it's like, all right, it, it's kind of fun. And I agree when you were saying like, you know, you wish it was a little bit more schlocky, like, if they kind of like focused on that stuff more and amped it up, like you could have like, you know, much more fun, enjoyable, like, you know, cheesy B movie or something. But instead it does kind of take itself a little seriously, or at least it feels like it does. Actually, Joe reminded me of tone wise a little bit. It kind of felt like the Texas Chainsaw remake to me in places. Okay. Uh, sure. Like like Detroit in this movie feels kind of like like the Texas the, the, not the, all of Texas but like the the, so, the town in Texas Chainsaw Massacre t- two thousand three. Yeah, so I I think I kind of missed that, but uh, so yeah, because the first one took place in Detroit as well, right? Yeah, if I remember. So so did he just not move or like did he just move across town or something? I, I, like, I think he moved to another house, but it okay. <laughs> didn't go very far. Because <laughs> yeah, it, it's been a while since the first movies, and I thought it ended with him like moving or leaving or going somewhere nah, so I, I thought jane levi uh left and went yeah. somewhere because I, I think if i remember correctly she sees on the news that nobody was like discovered or something like that at the house where all oh, the okay. stuff went down it's like oh okay yeah. all right so he's not dead right yeah and it, it definitely does feel kind of like a some post-apocalyptic like uh wasteland or, or something <laughs> like it's just completely like no law or anything going on yeah it, it definitely has that 
Like, it doesn't feel like it's set in the modern everyday world. It, yeah. it just it feels too <laughs> miserable and desolate. And hey, I don't know if Detroit is like this bad. Maybe, but movies tell me Detroit <laughs> is a, sh- a shithole. Ba- based on this, the first movie, it follows Robocop. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I yeah, uh, I I think one time uh, I was talking to someone at work, and uh, they were talking about possibly having to do some traveling at work and he had mentioned like having to go to Detroit and he was just very much like, yeah, if you go, like, don't leave your hotel, <laughs> like just stay inside. I was like, is it really that bad? Like, I don't know. Mm. Uh, well, that's the thing. Real Detroit doesn't actually have Robocop protecting the streets. So <laughs> very true. Chaos. It's chaos. <laughs> yeah. uh, just lots of TV saying I buy that for a dollar and all sorts of crazy <laughs> things happening. Uh, mm. Because yeah, these blind guys running around. Oh, I know, yeah. Because uh, there's a moment early on when it's setting things up where, like, he kind of, like, lets the little girl, Phoenix, that's her name, uh, go into town with... Uh, I, 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 do you know what? Until they pointed it out later on, I didn't even realize she was, like, a cop. Like, Because it says Ranger on her jacket. Yeah, I wasn't even <laughs> completely sure. Yeah. Uh, but, like, she takes her out of town while she's doing some errands and, like, the kid gets to, like, you know, go to the park with the dog and there's, there's not much to it. Um, but she goes to the bathroom and there's this scene where, like, the main villain, like, shows up in the bathroom and he's, like, staring at her. <laughs> and it does take some turns and stuff, so it's not exactly necessarily what it's it, it looks like in this scene. But this scene plays it as, like, he is a, a pedophile and he's stalking a victim. And I'm like, really? That's what we're doing? Like, it's already weird and, like, nasty enough that she's like we're, we're, we're supposed to root for the, the evil guy from the first movie who's like her protector now her villains like I don't know it's like because he, he touches her hair and he calls her really pretty and like just <laughs> all these little things and I'm like are you trying to be the sleaziest movie of the year like cause, cause you're, you're doing a good job of it like you're really good, doing a good job uh, but yeah so yeah, kind of a mean tone, uh, and some of the mean stuff I can't even tell you. But like some some of the stuff on the second half of this oh, yeah, is yeah. like super dark. So, and uh, something you were talking about earlier about like all the stuff in the beginning. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really into that stuff either, and I'm kind of sick of this trope of like the like survivalist parent like training their kid. The kids like I just want to be normal. Like you know, it feels like very like kick ass. Um, yeah, even to an extent, like kind of reminds me of, like some Batman stuff that I'm just like, you know, more like, you know, crap in the comics. But uh, I don't know. I'm just like kind of sick of this trope, I guess. Yeah, it's also very on the nose with her constantly like wanting to know about her mother, and yeah, like it, you know, her saying, "I want to go to school. I want to be normal. I want to have you know kids my age." And he's like, you don't know what lonely is. You've got me. And she's like, but you're not enough. And I'm like, okay, we get it. We we get the the dilemma mm-hmm. and like her longing to like have a you know have a peer group and have have yeah. friends her own age and have a some some normal life. Also, so, it kind of makes it weird. Like from the first movie, like his big goal was to you know uh, have someone to replace his daughter that he lost, but it's like okay but then when you do get a daughter like you're not even treating her like a human being like they have to be like the soldier like hmm. I don't know, it's kind of like i don't know wh- like why did you even want this for them yeah uh you know and 
the, th the thing is, obviously, there's some arcs that you could do with this, and it kind of tries to do it a little bit towards the end of the movie mm. with, you know, like, maybe characters realizing certain things and growing in certain <laughs> ways, but ultimately, it's, it's all just a little bit... <sighs> It's all just a little bit thin and never really quite feels like it earns anything that it does. In terms of like the story drama, like obviously it's just, it's going out of its way to have interesting deaths and you know over the top situations where Blind Man is like taking on like multiple gunmen and winning. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean it's not the worst thing ever, but it's definitely it definitely feels like kind of a nasty, needless sequel that it doesn't need to exist and it's like no nah, I, I wouldn't recommend this i'd be like no watch don't breathe don't bother with the second one and i I would say only watch it like when it's streaming somewhere for free mm. like um yeah I, I like i rented this for five bucks which whatever is like you know that's not that much but it's like yeah i don't know like i i would have been perfectly fine though just to wait for it to pop up on netflix or hulu at some point yeah, and the fact that this is, it's, you know, a lot of people who did see the first one, like, obviously it's got a fan base and people like it, but there are, I do remember a significant portion of people who didn't like where it went, like, they, they were into, like, the <laughs> creeping around, the, around the, the blind man, but they didn't like the more darker stuff that it introduced <laughs> in creeping the Creeping around the, the blind man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I know, it's just funny <laughs> saying it that way. <laughs> So, but so if you felt like that about the first one, then you, like don't stay away from the second one. You're just going to be miserable. <laughs> so, like, are are our action stars just getting like older and older? Like, it seems like there's so many movies now about like I don't know, like dudes in their fifties and sixties <laughs> needing to get revenge. Yeah, there's this kind of weird thing where it's there's not, there's not a lot of young action stars anymore. Mm. And part of it's because I think the type of stars that we're getting are very different to you, the ones we got in the 80s and stuff. And a lot of it is like, well, we're clinging to the ones that were in the 80s and 90s. And <laughs> the newer ones that have appeared in the last decade have been people who are a bit younger than that, but they're still old. You know, like Keanu Reeves and John Wick, uh, the, you yeah. know, Liam Neeson and Taken even. And that was a while ago now, but he, he was already like 50 or something like that when that came out. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so, yeah, it's, de it's definitely like... It's almost like Hollywood, it's almost like a trope in Hollywood that a certain type of badass action hero just doesn't... Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> yeah, even Bob Odenkirk. Like they, they can't be millennial or younger. They have to be like Gen <laughs> X at least because no one younger than that can be a badass. We're all too yeah. I mean, soft. <laughs> no one wants an action star that's like taking a break to eat a Tide Pod or whatever. <laughs> Uh, oh. come on you can do it you can, you can do a, you can do a millennial who's got like a, a, a launcher that like fires avocados at people you could do something with that <laughs> I mean, why not so there you go alright so spoilers let's do some spoilers then. let's talk about the, the plot and the things that are in the movie uh, I was trying to think of like a, something where like a bad guy is like threatening him like like uh, i'm gonna send like a whole army to your house and the hero's just like i can't afford a house <laughs> <laughs> too true timmy too true uh so the movie starts with like a sort of tease of the the the, the backstory and so this is obviously set sometime after the first one because like he's got this kid and we find out and this is what confused me so much is so later on we find out because the main bad guy so we're in spoilers right just before I say this mm -hmm. we're in spoilers uh, 
the main bad guy turns out to be a real father. And he says that he went to prison for eight years because they blamed him for the fire uh, mm-hmm. the, of their house, right? And when it was uh, like a meth lab, I think they said. Yeah, yeah. Went up. So at the start of the movie, there's this opening where you see like the house on fire, and then like you know, little girl Phoenix is like walking down the road. Which, by the way, this shot was weird because she was CG. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this. But, <laughs> I don't but, think I did. But, yeah, but when she like drops to her knees and falls on the ground, like this clearly CG, mm-hmm. and then it goes into a close up, and it's you know real. But I was like, why was that CG? Like you, you couldn't just get like a drone and do a shot of like her <laughs> performing this. What confused me though? All is right, little girl, get near that fire. <laughs> what confused me though is that the, he says he went to prison for eight years for this, but implying that this was eight years in the past. But yeah, I don't know if you remember how tall she looked in that opening scene, but I did not get like three year olds <laughs> from it or whatever age she's meant to yeah. be. Yeah, that was something uh, we were trying to figure out. Uh, we being my wife and I, but like, yeah, she definitely looked like somewhat old enough and i think the big thing is that like she doesn't remember this because she thinks that you know the blind man is her father Mm -hmm. or whatever uh but i but yeah like when you see like these kind of flashback scenes or whatever or the scenes that take place in the past like she it seems like she'd be old enough to be able to form memories and to know you know that he's not (laughs) like the dad mentioned it's been eight years and then the blind man um like or her not having any memories so the blind man can lie and say that he's her father like that implies that she's like no more than like two or three like when, yeah. when he finds her but like she she looked like to the point where honestly until he said that eight years line i genuinely mm. thought it was maybe like just a couple of years like a year or two since yeah. he got her and, and i don't know that doesn't explain why she doesn't remember i mean maybe she's got amnesia i don't know <laughs> like maybe sure. who knows uh, but this really was it wasn't so much confusing in the scene itself but it was later on i was like wait she looked far too old in that that first scene then because she seemed mm-hmm. i mean i, I don't want to say definitively she didn't look younger because i'm sure she probably did but it, it was just I mean, yeah. yeah i mean overall the story is kind of convoluted and like not in a way where it's like you know you can't understand what's going on but in a way that like i don't know i feel like there's a, a couple of times where i was like you know, kind of like doing questions in my head going like, oh, wait, so wait, then this means that and that. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Like it's, uh, it, it's not <laughs> done the best. It doesn't take a long time to start poking holes in a lot of the mm-hmm. the premise. So we're in, we'll be seeing the news that there's like some sort of organ, like some doctor who does like illegal organ stuff, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Basically, um, yeah, people are yeah, stealing people's organs. Yes. So that that's like, and they do kind of subvert your expectations with this a little bit because when we see the the main bad guy get into his truck with these, like, his buddies and in the back of the truck you see, like, a cooler and I thought, oh wait, are they stealing organs? And it turns out they're actually kind of related to that eventually in the movie, but it turned that that cooler's just Molotov cocktails. There's nothing else in there, <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost like they're sort of trying to set up that they're just like looking for organs. To, mm. I guess to throw you off the scent that it's like a personal thing, and that there's actually a good reason for why they're targeting uh, this kid. It's not it's not mm. just that he's some perv who saw a girl that he's then obsessed with. Mm. Uh, so, so here's the thing. There's the one decent human character in this movie, the the ranger lady, who, like, mm-hmm. cares about the little girl and tries to tell blind man that he, he needs to, like, loosen up on her and, like, give her some freedom. Uh, mm-hmm. She gets brutally murdered in the first, like, 15 <laughs> minutes and mm-hmm. really doesn't deserve the, the harsh strangulation that, you know, garrots mm-hmm. into her neck the way it does. 
Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, because they, they trick her, they, they kind of like make her get out of the car, and when she goes back, one of the guys is sneaked in in the back seat and jumps out and strangles her. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is, is that they didn't really have to kill her, like she was leaving. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is like where some of that meanness <laughs> they yeah. kind of comes in. I, I mean, okay, sure, like, she 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 saw them maybe like once all the stuff goes down at the house that they're planning on doing maybe like they're worried she'll be able to identify them and since she has actually law enforcement she would probably like consider it and think about it properly uh mm. not to mention we see her taking down her license plate number and stuff but i mean it just it felt like like okay like i i thought they set up her up enough that she was going to like sort of like dip in and out of the plot like as the movie went on mm. and maybe like she'd be like a bit of a hero later on or something but no she just gets brutally murdered earlier on uh and then the other thing is that so the blind man's got a dog that the kids really fond, fond of yeah and uh, <laughs> the bad guys shoot the dog and uh <sighs> you know it so that's a bit mean uh, what's weird about this though is this is actually set up to try and make us like the blind man because one he's really emotional <laughs> when he finds his dead dog right yeah. so everyone can relate to that but later on the bad guys have got their own dog who they like unleash into the house to run and get him but the blind man even when he gets him a chance to stab him he can't do it because he likes dogs too much so he decides to trap Hell him yeah. instead you know he doesn't kill him he instead just like you know traps him in a corner and it's like oh we're meant to like him now because he didn't kill the dog. <laughs> yeah, he was still, you know, shoving turkey basters into vaginas <laughs> in the last movie, <laughs> or, or at least attempting to. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, you know, wasn't uh, happy to see, you know, his dog die, but. Uh, when they introduced a second dog, I was a little nervous. I was like, you can't kill two dogs in one movie. Uh, that's way too much. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I was happy that that dog kind of like joins his team. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Not only does he save the dog, the dog then like has a face turn and starts helping him. <laughs> and, and one of the most ridiculous scenes in the movie is when like the, the mid-breaks happened and the bad guy's got the little girl. He's revealed that he's her father. Uh, half of his team are dead like you know blind man kills a lot of them like in the house Mm -hmm. but he's taking her away he tracks down where they've went because he just like asks the dog to go home and he like has a leash and he's like go home boy go home and I'm like what like what no (laughs) very like well behaved dog like much more well behaved than uh, my dog which like if if he tried doing that with my dog you would Oh man, like you would go all over the place. Like you'd probably be three miles away from the house before. Yeah. Like I mean, Lord help you if there's like a squirrel or something. Yeah. Very intelligent dog, able to lead him across the city (laughs) to wherever their hideout is, whatever abandoned building they've set up shop in. Like really, really far fetched. You know, if it was like a like a dog that was trained since birth <laughs> like to do that i would believe that but i don't i don't think these like meth dealers or what whatever they are are really training the dog that well 
Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make a lot. It's like just because the blind man's like sort of like tamed you a little bit, now you can do this. Like, I don't know. <laughs> make a lot of sense. Uh, so, yeah, the first half of the movie is like they're coming out of the house, and whilst the blind man's out looking for his dog, like there's a period of time where it's like three guys in the house looking for the little girl. Mm. And I, I actually kind of enjoyed most of this, uh, I would say, which was her heading under the bed. The guy goes to check under the bed, but she's moved under the closet. Mm. Because uh, it's one of those sort of like high rise closets that are old fashioned, and she like intentionally distracts them by throwing like she sets kind of a little alarm on her watch and then throws it off somewhere and like you know she has a lot of smart things. She even like hangs down from the stairs at one point, uh, and the camera's like constantly sort of sweeping around and showing like her just being missed by the guys. And you know it, it does a good job of like okay she's good at this she's smart she's just narrowly avoiding things. And this this is definitely a horror movie territory. All this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this stuff was all very fun. Uh, it's very video gamey, which, uh, you know, I, I say that in a good way, but like, uh, I can totally see this as being like, you know, kind of like the opening stage uh, of like a video game or something where you're kind of like sneaking around and you just keep seeing the bad guys uh, missing you. But yeah, yeah I thought this stuff was fun. It's like Hitman, little girl edition. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, she almost gets out, and then, but one of the guys sees her and like, you know, it's actually a pretty decent jump scare where she's about to go out the back door and like a, a gunshot like just hits right next to her like on the wall. Um, but this is of course when the blind man comes back and we actually get some combat. So they've got like a crate in the like a in the in the basement which is like a safe box for her to run into because it can only be open <laughs> from the inside. And she runs down in there and the blind man starts taking on some of them. Uh, he has to patch himself up at one point. Notable. <laughs> moments i guess in this section of the film is he actually glues one of the guy's mouth shut uh and leaves him behind and for some reason so one of, so this guy's like the brother of the old dude right <laughs> so there's, there's the the dude who's got like the shaved sides but he's got kind of like a mm. i don't know mullet-esque kind of thing going on uh mm. and his brother his brother's the one that gets his mouth glued shut mm. and when he finds him in the garage or sorry garage uh <laughs> like garbage uh but when he finds him in the garage and he's got his mouth uh glued shut and his, his nose is as well so he's having trouble breathing mm. and for some reason the brother like grabs a screwdriver and he says open your jaws you know as much as you can i thought he was going to poke a hole in the glue 100 percent. That, that's what seems to be that seems like that would make the most sense <laughs> right he instead stabs him in the cheek to make a hole for him to breathe through. And Ooh. what made it really stupid to me is that, like, 30 seconds later, the guy himself grabs, yeah. like, a blade and cuts open the mouth part of the glue. And he still, I mean, don't worry, he cuts a bit, like, a, a lip or whatever, because he bleeds, but it's still mm. the right place to cut. It's still where he's supposed to be opening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised like his first words weren't just screaming at him like what the hell why did you get a stab a huge hole in my cheek that's uh because they're because they're all uh they're all uh they all served in the military they're, they're hardcore like this is what they've taught to do yeah. stab each other in the cheek so they can breathe <laughs> <laughs> which i mean let's face it i mean obviously you do the whole stab in the neck with the pen or whatever right if you're mm. needing to like get to the air pipe but like sure. let's face it the scenario where it's like the mouth and nose are closed up and the cheek would work mm. is so minuscule in terms of how often that would actually be a valid like thing. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so but his first instinct is to just mm. drive a screwdriver through his cheek. So yeah, 
and uh with me if i'm ever in that situation just let me die i don't i don't <laughs> want the cheek or the neck please just, i don't want to be stabbed anywhere <laughs> well i think in this particular case wouldn't you want me to try and slice open the glue the glue is fine yeah go for yeah. the glue yeah, <laughs> but the glue. if that doesn't work just you know <laughs> go hang out for a bit and <laughs> just leave me be <laughs> go and break the news to the wife sorry yeah. but uh, i could have saved him but he was very insistent about no no stabbing of air holes <laughs> so uh the big fight though that takes place is that uh the the sort of bigger guys like try to like get her out of the box in the basement and he's he's pouring water into the box the idea that she's eventually going to have to open it so she doesn't drown and okay it's a smart enough idea um Mm-hmm. And he sets up like a cable as well to electrocute her at the top. So again, she has to get out. She has to get out of the the box. And it's like a metal crate, though. It's not just like a like if it was a wooden box, he just sort of starts smashing it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the blind man does come in, and he kind of like stops him from using his gun because he he like lets a, a like a like a propane tank or, mm-hmm. or some not propane. I don't know. Is it flammable gas? Like some gas. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Uh, and he's like, okay, very smart. I can't use my gun now. Uh, mm-hmm. But he tries to. He's smarter than me. I probably would have just started firing wildly. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be that Diane DeVito meme from It's Always Sunny. So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, so we have a fight scene with the tackling and the, you know, the blind man's like listening for noises and like clanking and stuff like that to uh, you know locate where he is in the room. And, that, and it is pretty tense because, like, yeah, I I kept worrying about the little girl in the box. Oh sure, yeah, uh, and that that's kind of what the movie's trying to do, right? Because it's okay, mm-hmm. it knows we're probably not going to care about the blind man very much. Because again, he he they made him pretty <laughs> unlikable in the last one, so yeah. it's all it has to be about saving her. So uh, he ends up winning this fight by throwing uh, the electric cable that's exposed into where the gas mm-hmm. is and setting the guy on fire <laughs> with an explosion and yeah, it's a pretty decent explosion he kind of hides behind this table yeah so it's, it's really, it, this is where it gets a bit more action movie it's like what mm-hmm. once he's in a room fighting people it's an action movie when it's just a girl being chased it's a horror movie pretty yeah. much it's <laughs> a good way to put it yeah yeah uh so they escape into the greenhouse and this is where it kind of like takes a turn where the the bad guy comes in and he's like I'm your father. Look, I've got the same gray streak in my hair. So I can ask a question. Is this a thing? So I thought the same thing because I said, this is very stupid. Like what? They both dyed their hair the same way. But uh, my wife actually, you know, who I would say is much smarter than me. uh, She did correct me and say, definitely like I've I've, I've not even (laughs) met Tim's wife, but I'm pretty sure she's smarter than Tim. Uh, and we're both smarter than you, so. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, no, she did actually say that this is a um, an actual genetic condition that people have, and oh, like okay. they pass it down from like you know, father daughter and stuff. Yeah, so, so she's got the the rogue from X Men thing where she's got yes. like a gray streak in her hair, and her dad mm-hmm. has it as well. And I, if this is a real thing, then fair enough, that's cool. Uh, but I did go away. Is that like a thing that you would like get and develop like that early in life? It seems it's still like even knowing it's real, it seems kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, there, there's still there's dumber things to come that are. De- I'm yeah. pretty sure are definitely <laughs> dumb. Uh, and I've already, I've already mentioned the dog that can find its way home across the city. Uh, <laughs> so yes, uh, 
so the, obviously this is very convincing she gets conflicted about who to trust uh blind man starts like fighting back and causing chaos mm. he ends up killing one of them violently in front of her and this like she's sort of begging him to stop because it's like too much and now she doesn't really know what she wants to do uh although she does actually stab one of the guys in the foot with a rake which by the way like so, <laughs> so the main bad guy obviously isn't going to be happy that he like got angry and slapped her like yeah yeah go on <laughs> slap the kid uh, well, maybe he won't care given what ha- what he's actually planning to do later. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but at the time they're presenting it as he wants his daughter back. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and maybe if the movie actually wanted to be challenging, like present the idea of like, no, like the real parents are there, and mm-hmm. like we should question if like they, sh- they I mean, she should go back to her parents. But then, of course, it makes her parents these awful monsters that are way worse than him, mm-hmm. which is Absolutely. saying something. <laughs> yeah it's saying something uh so they burn his house down there's a bit of an action sequence where he's like trying to like get out of the house when it's on fire and he falls through some of the glass uh, above the greenhouse this is when stuff. he's like uh he's chased up into the attic by the dog and yeah 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 first then he, he traps the dog and then yeah. and then lets the dog out because he doesn't want the dog to die in the fire <laughs> so again it's trying to try to make you care it's like oh see look he likes dogs <laughs> just a quick way to your sympathy <laughs> Uh, but he survives obviously and he gears up and he, he goes after with the dog leading the way of course mm-hmm. uh, but what we find out when she wakes when the girl, little girl wakes up at the this like hideout which is like a I don't know like an old theatre or something that's no, like a swimming pool as well where is I this? it like a hotel or something it may be a hotel yeah a hotel because it has a swimming pool and it has like a what looks like a like a function hall like a, with a stage so maybe yeah, yeah. hotel sounds about right and, and I guess it's just I mean, the whole city pretty much seems like it's abandoned. Yes. Like, because even when, like, you know, all this stuff, uh, earlier when they showed the blind man's house, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, like, he had, like, neighbors and stuff. But, you know, uh, there's all this, like, fighting and gunshots, and then, like, the house is on fire, and you don't see, like, anyone, you know, <laughs> running around or coming out to see what's happening, or, like, police cars or, amb- like, fire trucks or whatever. And I, and I guess maybe that's, you know, like a statement on what's going on in the city how bad things have gotten i guess but uh for the record i i I googled the population of detroit as of 2019 there are 674,000 people in detroit just that's a lot (laughs) that's quite a bit it's not a lot for like a big city and to be fair the photos Mm. here which um it makes me think of robocop or or the skyscrapers right so Mm -hmm. it does have like a proper urban part of the city but yeah. this movie would not have you this movie has would have you believe it's some little like abandoned town in the middle of nowhere yeah. that, that's what detroit feels like in this movie it's like silent hill or something <laughs> yeah uh and, and yeah i'm sure there are quieter parts of detroit i'm sure it's not all like you know robocop blind, blind men <laughs> um what if they did just make like a whole city just for blind people I mean, everything would have Braille on it, so I mean, they'd all feel... Yeah. And no cars, they'd have to take away all the cars, so I mean, it would make it safer, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of guide dogs in one city, though. Maybe all the guide... The, the, the guide dogs may start, like, you know, mating. Taking over. And, yeah, repopulating. <laughs> it just becomes a city of dogs. <laughs> city of intelligent dogs. <laughs> and the thing that sucks is, like, you know, if the blind people fall in love and they hook up and they have a, a child, but the child's not blind. So they have to send it. Oh, they have away. to send the child away. Yeah. <laughs> this is some sort of weird, dark dystopian future you're concocting here, Timmy. Yeah. 
yeah, so the so the dad's like, hey, you're not a prisoner anymore. You're free to go. Um, and he says that a few times, and she does go to leave. Like she's so interested to hear about her name, and like she finds out her real name is Tara, her real birthday's whatever date. And but as she's leaving, the, and she's walking when they had that revelation where you like, oh, I <laughs> I do a podcast with Tara. <laughs> not the same Tara time. Different, different, different Tara. <laughs> if that is her real name. <laughs> We don't know. <laughs> oh, maybe it's Phoenix. Yeah, I don't know. It maybe could be. Maybe, maybe it's Sounds Tara. more sci-fi. When the girls try to leave, when Phoenix is trying to leave, mm-hmm. uh, she gets to the door and then it does... Uh, this is this the is point. so funny. This is where the movie <laughs> jumped off a cliff in terms of me taking it remotely seriously. It is her mother, who is not dead. That was a lie uh, from, mm. from Blind Man. She comes out in an electric wheelchair and she's well, all in silhouette. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, no, no, never mind. Sorry. Okay. She's all in silhouette and she wheels out and she's like, sort of like, I think she's like slowly singing a song that she used to sing to her as a baby or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like so overly dramatic. And she comes into the light and she steps, you know, the little girl steps forward and says, Mommy. And then the dad walks and says, Yes, he lied about everything. And like this, this actress is made up to look like Helena Bonham Carter, right? Because they thought to themselves, <laughs> What what is like uh, the cook? Uh, not counting Breaking Bad, obviously. But what what does a meth cook look like? Who's who's a mother? And they go Helena Bonham Carter. That's what she'd look like. <laughs> so that's what we get. We get Helena Bonham Carter, but not quite uh, in a wheelchair, sounding kind of cooky and crazy because she's a little bit like I don't know, well, crazy because of the fire. And where this movie? I, so, so this movie, this this scene is ridiculous. This scene is hilariously bad. Yeah. No, I I was laughing so hard because it's just like, it's so like, it's played out to be so creepy, uh, or I mean, at least when you watch it, it's like, oh, this is very creepy. Why is this girl not running for her life? Like, mm. there's this, you know, <laughs> creepy done up person like all in shadow, softly singing this song. Like, do, 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 it, do, it, do it Tim? It's uh the, the the old lady in Resident Evil Seven, the game like. Don't tell and yeah. That's what it sounds Don't like. Don't tell and <laughs> Right? That, that's, what, that's, what, that's what it reminds me of. I, either that or like, uh, like Freddy, like singing a creepy song, walking out of the shadows. Like it's treated like a creepy moment, mm. but it's also her like, Mom, you're still alive? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I don't know. Th- this kid is so dumb. Like, <laughs> like I would have been so scared and just running for your life and then... Just the fact that, like, the parents thought, like, this was the way that they were going to get her. Like, why would you not just be there to welcome her and be like, honey, yes, it's me. Like, I'm alive. Like, yeah. why so, go through this creepy theatrics? It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, even forgetting the theatrics, like, the idea that they're going to keep the mother, like, in their pocket so that if she doesn't agree <laughs> to stay, that'll be, like, their... that That's their, like, their trump card. Like, when she tries to leave, is like, they'll bring out the mother. Yeah. And I'm like, but... Why, why, in what logical way do you think you have to plot this and, and uh, like think about like the thought process of these parents they're like <laughs> she wakes up I'll make her feel comfortable I'll tell her she's not a prisoner uh, but you, no you, you shouldn't be in the room so that we can all be happily reunited and it'll hit her no 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 <laughs> we have to give her a chance to want to stay without knowing you're here for some reason so that then if she does decide to leave we can wheel you out and it'll be like, oh my God, your mother's alive. You have to stay. <laughs> like, what, what was the point of trying to make her 
like have that choice without meeting her like i, I don't see how it affected yeah. i don't see how her knowing about her mother in any way affected like what their ultimate plan was with what they want to do with her well, later yeah i i mean <laughs> once you actually find out what they want her for like this makes no sense and it also just makes them seem more cruel because they're like tricking her yeah when like, they could have just tied her up and like drugged her <laughs> from yeah, the start which, so let's get into some what their plan is here Okay. So they're talking to her, they're talking about the old house and like the, the mother's being creepy and like I heard you put flowers in the old house to like honor me and <laughs> you know wish I was healthy and alive is that true? And it all comes across as very creepy. Um but it's just kind of like uh yeah. <laughs> but it turns out that they've, they've drugged her drink and mm. The mother's sick. The mother's sick. She has a bad heart because when the fire happened, like, all the chemicals she was cooking meth or whatever with, <laughs> uh, like, you know, messed her up on the inside, mm. and she needs a heart transplant. But the heart, she needs a heart that's, like, a direct relative. And we realize that the old guy who's sort of kicking about at this point is actually the doctor that the news was talking about doing, like, shoddy, like, organ stealing and transplants mm. and whatever else. So they're setting up a black market heart transplant. A heart, <laughs> like, uh, first of all, the idea that there's like a doctor somewhere who has the the facilities, or he, he can just do a heart transplant without like a proper medical team and like staff oh, yeah. and all the equipment <laughs> is ridiculous in and of itself. But yeah, I, I doubt Glue Mouth is gonna be a good young person to have on hand. <laughs> is he the one wiping his brow as he as yeah. he's doing the surgery? Right, and, wiping and, his brow with a screwdriver, and it looks like a dirty like just they've got a couple of beds set up. It's this dirty mm. like like uh, curtain they've got around that you know it's it's like yeah I don't want to be getting open heart surgery in a dirty room that looks like it's from a Saw movie. Yeah. Like, you know, just you know, just just, just an idea, like. Also, like, okay, I'm I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. I think I know what you're about to because I was about to bring this up. Please <laughs> yeah. do, please. Have yeah, so uh, I I imagine there has to be some difference between again we don't know this girl's age. Let's just say ten. Yes. But a ten year old's heart and someone in their, I'm guessing, mid to late thirties, forties, somewhere about, like a, a grown adult human heart. I I feel like a, a small little girl's heart is not going to be able to fully function and pump blood and everything like the same way uh adults organs would yes that was my big thing here <laughs> as well is that i it just won't fit like do you have to put little extenders on it and will, will the heart grow properly properly like it's supposed to i mean this is assuming the heart changes like, size but, but for all i know maybe maybe the heart doesn't change size tim maybe your heart's always the, the same size although that doesn't make sense because if you think of it no, yeah yeah, yeah. No, i think <laughs> but, uh i mean you know what it actually kind of reminds me of is uh i read through i think all of the um uh chuck dixon scott mcdaniel run of nightwing uh oh, sure. last year and there's like this whole arc with um uh, you know uh i'm sure you know who a uh, blockbuster is oh, of course that crime boss but big <laughs> there's like yeah, so there's a there's a whole arc with him where like his heart is failing and uh, he keeps getting these heart transplants and they won't take, so he has to steal a heart from a uh, one of the gorillas from Gorilla City. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but you know, wacky DC universe. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, it's a little more believable. Yeah, in that. Gr gritty, like. <laughs> 
Detroit. Whatever that is. Yeah, Greater Detroit. <laughs> Although I, I I do think Cyborg is from Detroit, if I remember correctly. Oh yes, uh, yeah. Like this, I, yeah. I, I'm fairly certain. Yes, that there's, 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 If you're getting a heart transplant, uh, there's some rules as to I don't know being full size. Like I, like uh, maybe I'll buy that. Yes, you need like a direct relative. It has to be like a really perfect fit. Uh, mm-hmm. Although I would have thought the same blood type uh, would maybe be Me enough. Too. Yeah, but whatever. Um, but yeah. So so sure but like surely you have to wait till she's at least 18 so that it's like fully grown and like <laughs> yeah. gonna fit properly and all the rest of it uh, and this is assuming that black market doctor can just you know do hearts like a heart transplant mm-hmm. uh, you know in the back room of some creepy old abandoned building which i, mm-hmm. I am very skeptical on in and of <laughs> itself yeah so yeah absurd absolutely and, but one of the bad guys so one of the henchmen is like this ain't right what they're doing and they're wrong and this is oh, all yeah. and this is all just set up so that later on he'll like choose not to attack the old man or the blind man and be like hey they're about to like they're going to kill her so ladders behind you go and save her he's a criminal with the heart of gold <laughs> yes yes and he still has his heart yeah which notably this is, is, is an important detail in this movie um yes. <laughs> Because this movie, ha- that's actually you know what this movie does have no heart. Like that's what it's lacking. It's lacking a bit of heart. Yeah. Like, see, see if they made me care about the little girl a bit more properly at the start of the movie, that might have done a lot for this. Well, I mean, I, I think the big thing would you know is if you compare it to the first movie, which you know there was also a little bit in the first movie of like, well, who do we root for? Because you know these people are breaking in and robbing a you know blind person's house, mm-hmm. uh, but. You know, like Jane Levi and yeah, I forget like, you know, the other actors that were in there. But like, you know, that kind of guy that like had a crush on her or whatever. Like, you know, they're very likable and charming actors, and you do get invested in their story. And she was, uh, if I remember correctly, she she was like doing this to to, to help her little sister who, yeah, you know, there was there was like a noble goal like behind it to an extent. Yeah, so, you know, even if, like, you know, the beginning of that, what they're doing is kind of wrong, like, you quickly kind of see, like, oh, the blind guy is a monster, and then halfway through the movie, it's like, oh, yeah, he's really a monster. Uh, Like, this, they're trying, you know, it's, like, very over the top of, like, okay, yeah, like, uh, don't you want to root for him now? Because these people are, like, so, like, you know, cartoon, evil villain kind of people, but, you know, you never really get away from, like, accepting the blind guy as... Like being like, I don't know, very wholesome <laughs> or like, I mean, you you don't want these organ people <laughs> on like, you know, you definitely don't want them to succeed. But yeah, it, it is kind of a weird thing, like <laughs> who you're rooting for. Yeah. Mash up Halloween costume idea, Timmy. Okay. <laughs> you mix uh blind man with Freddy Krueger. So you've got a glove with like the, the, the four turkey. <laughs> oh, okay i was wondering where you're going with that but all right i like that there you go hey, hey, it'd actually be quite easy because if, you, if you've got a beard you just get like a a white vest and get a turkey paste fill it with some white liquid yeah. and you're good to go just walk around with that yeah uh. <laughs> i'm the blind man <laughs> so yeah uh so yeah the old man blind man so i keep calling him old man <laughs> but blind man comes in <laughs> he's old too uh and he turns off the power which is smart you know they're animals man how could they cut the power uh but he comes in <laughs> and he kills one guy down in the basement when he goes to check the power uh a smollett guy actually i think is and he actually does it in a fun way where he throws like a little bell 
into his mouth so it's, it's stuck in his throat so when he runs <laughs> for the gun uh, he can hear him like jingling <laughs> so, he, he, so he knows where to throw his hammer and he hits him in the head I mean it made me laugh so you know fair, fair play fair play uh, on that kill <laughs> uh, and then that's when we get like his big trap where he's like he's like filled the basement with a little bit of water so that he mm. can hear the or he can feel the ripples he, he plays dead and they all step mm. into the barring the one who's going to help him they all step in the water and he can feel the individual ripples <laughs> from all three people so that he can just sit up and like shoot them all in the head like boom 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 <laughs> and th- this is like where it's like okay you're taking this his his superpowers as a blind man are like this this is straight He's up daredevil, daredevil <laughs> shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> but this is not meant to have any superpowers in it so yeah <laughs> so you know uh but, but like at, at the same time it's like it's it's really dumb and cheesy but i do kind of wish there was more of this in the movie yeah, yeah yeah if it did have a little bit more of that over the topness to it that it, it would be more entertaining yeah well that's the thing probably my funniest part of the movie is coming up where mm-hmm. they've realized the blind man's in the building and stuff's going round down so they're trying to escape so you've got uh there's an off the operating table and that was that was the thing like just to add extra cruelty is that they were going to have to do the operation with her awake and she was going to like <laughs> die with her like her chest cut open because mm. oh i don't have the equipment to like keep the heart fresh <laughs> so we have to like take her out of it while she's still breathing she has to be awake <laughs> like what the hell Jesus. this is like just like absolutely cruel as shit mm. Uh, but they're they're escaping and, they're, they're just, and the exit's like you know, well at least the exit they're going to is like at the end of the swimming pool so so they're in the swimming pool and the swimming pool's not full it's empty and the doctor tries to run away and the blind man kills him and then it's like okay the the bad guy's smart enough to shoot out some boards it's morning now so all the light from dawn starts like filling the room he's like okay oh, that's smart enough on his part he's making sure they're not in darkness because that's where the blind man has an advantage uh, but the blind man like releases a bunch of smoke so now it's like okay now it's obscuring his vision so we get a lot of like the blind man creeping around and all this like yellow lit smoke and it's yeah it's got some visuals whatever yeah i thought it looked cool but my favorite part of this is that whilst he's trying to shoot the blind man he fires off a bunch of shots and then when the smoke clears he realizes he's accidentally shot his wife who he's been trying to save and for the record, oh, the irony! Not only is he trying to save his wife, who he loves, clearly much more than his daughter, she's also mm. the cook for their meth business, and that's why like all the henchmen are like, "Yeah, we need to do this. Like, this is how we make our money. She's the cook." <laughs> so, so she, she's she's so she's sitting there dead, and the little girl Phoenix is handcuffed to her hand. Here's mm. my favorite bit in the whole movie: the dead body of the mother leans forward, mm. like sort of slouches forward and hits the controls for the wheelchair it starts to move <laughs> forward with the little girl attached to her wrist with handcuffs it's heading for the big empty swimming pool that's you know a good like 20 feet deep or something i don't know it's like quite a deep <laughs> swimming pool and we get a scene where so that's that's like, honestly the funniest part is the setup where she's like rolling towards it and i'm like this is stupid this is so stupid <laughs> and then we get the scene where she's like dangling off the edge of the swimming pool and like the little girl i mean the little girl's wrist i feel like the little girl's wrist should be like bleeding at this point because of the weight of this woman like dangling from yeah I, I don't think she would have been able to hang on <laughs> yeah uh, but she's able to hang on, she's able to grab a machete, and she hacks off her dead mother's arm <laughs> so she doesn't fall into the pool. And then she falls in anyway, but she lands on her dead mother, so she's okay, I guess. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I don't know why, but like for a second, like she grabs the machete, and I, I think my mind, like, 
and th this is a dumber choice, but for some reason my mind was like, oh, she's gonna like cut the handcuffs, <laughs> like you know the little chain on the handcuffs or whatever. But yeah, then, then she just goes right for her arm. I was like, oh no, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> that was more sense. I was like, that was a dumb thought you had, but it was not as dumb as mine. Where Thanks. I thought, wait, is she going to pull a son cut off her wrist? And I'm like, oh no, she cut off her dead mother's wrist. That makes more yeah. sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be so funny if she did that and then she was like, oh crap, I could have just... I, I could have cut the dead person's wrist who doesn't need their wrist anymore. <laughs> yeah, so so Blind Man like stabs out uh, bad guy's eyes with his thumbs. He's like, you'll see what I see. And he thumbs him. He's like, I got you by the thumbs, boy. Uh, and, uh, and then... Pulls like, uh, Jason. Yeah, Blind Man comes back in. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Blind Man comes in and says to to Phoenix, I can't, you you can't be with me, I'm a monster. And this is where it tries to kind of acknowledge that he is not a good guy, and it's like, okay, sure. But he's like, I'm a monster, you shouldn't be with me, leave now, um, I'm bad for you. And But after she leaves, uh, the bad guy, like, you know, stabs him from behind or whatever. Is he, does he stab him? He, you know, he, 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 yeah, he shoots he, him. He's a uh, yeah, I think he was ab about to, like, I don't know, like, slit his throat or something like that. Which, I, I guess the, the bad guy seems to have gotten used to being blind pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like he's now capable to, as, like, a functioning blind badass, like the old yeah, man he is. Got the, he got the blind superpower, yeah. so as soon as you go blind, you just instantly, <laughs> like, get powers. So he, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's already stabbed him, I think, and then he's about to slit his throat, and then that's mm -hmm. when the machete comes through his chest, and it's from the angle, you can tell it's coming from the little girl, mm -hmm. and then she's there. So it's like she has actually eventually killed someone, like, she has become a killer. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was, it was a pretty good justifiable murder as, yeah. the, as the girl but um so and then she holds the blind man as he's dying in her arms uh and she cries and the end of the movie is that she goes to this little i think orphanage that she kind of like she, she it is see, at the, at the start of the movie when she was at the park she was watching these kids play on the uh, the the roundabout the merry-go-round what do you call it um <laughs> and she has like a little fantasy moment where she's like, "Hey, do you want to do something cool?" Because one of the kids has got like a little motorbike. It's like, and she's like, basically shows them if you put the wheel up against the 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 merry-go-round, it'll make it spin, and you you it'll be a fun thing. And then she like snaps back to reality, and she's like, she's just she's just imagining impressing them and having fun with them. So she goes to this place at the end, and she finally talks to them and says, "Hey, room for one more?" And she's like, "Yeah, I think there's room for one more." Like. Uh, what's your name? And it pauses. And, th and, th and this is where, like, honestly, the Rise of Skywalker comparison is not completely <laughs> invalid. Because yeah. it, it does pause, like, oh, she's going to pick the name that he gave her. Not not Tara. Mm. She, she's going to pick Phoenix. Mm. And sure enough, she says, my name is Phoenix. Boom! Cut to title. Like, it, it, it thinks we care. It thinks we care yeah. so much that it cuts to title like it's, uh, you know... I don't know, any movie that does that, any movie that cuts yeah. to the title like, very quickly as if it's like, boom, like Robocop, Robocop, like, speaking of Detroit, that's how Robocop ends. In fact, it's exactly how Robocop ends, I think. But... <laughs> you know, Robocop ends with him saying, my name is is Murphy. You know, that's, that's the whole point, is that he's got his humanity back. And obviously, the, the story's not the same, but the, the idea being that he says his name, that he's, you know, it's like, this is who I am at the end. Yeah. And then, boom, Robocop. This was boom, don't breathe too. Not as effective, not as iconic, <laughs> dare I say. 
So. And then, anyway. uh, did you watch through the credits? I did see the mid credit scene that just to tease that he could still be alive. Yeah. Maybe. Don't breathe three. Uh, who knows? Maybe just he'll uh, he'll be back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, uh, this was all kind of <laughs> cheesy <laughs> in the end here. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of felt like it was almost bordering on a different movie. Uh, mm. with, with the way it ended and the tone of its ending. Um, and then the idea that he died in her arms, like, what are they going to do in the next movie? Like, mm. pretend that he like, he faked his death in her arms, just so she <laughs> would leave and never come back? Yeah. <clears throat> I guess so. <laughs> and then we can have Don't Breathe 3. If, if this made money, I don't know if it did. Because uh, this, this, this came out yeah. in August when... You know, like it was, and it was exclusively. And the po- I can see it in the poster right now in IMDb, exclusively in movie theaters. Like, it, mm. like was this really going to be the movie that, pe- that people <laughs> <laughs> like went back to the movie yeah. theaters for? I don't... <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing is maybe like, I mean, I I doubt it had a huge budget, so maybe true, even true, if it true. didn't make a ton of money, maybe it was somewhat successful. But yeah, I mean, if they do another one, I I can't imagine it being that big or. You know, maybe it'll be like straight to Tubi or something. Uh, straight to Tubi. I don't know Stephen <laughs> Lyons bagels on set. Like the budget must be high for he loves bagels. I hear so it's just, Does he? <laughs> just tables and tables of bagels. Okay. <laughs> tables of bagels. That rhymes. That should be a name of a store. <clears throat> it's a bagel place. Tables with bagels. Ugh, I hate bagels. <laughs> Donuts dis- so much better. Are you always disappointed it's not a donut? Yeah, uh, yeah, I am. Because like sometimes, I mean, I don't really work in an office anymore, but there would be times when I go in the office and someone would come and they're like, "Hey guys, guess what? Like I got breakfast," and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, it was great. What'd you get? Like some donuts or something?" I'm like, "Nah, I got some bagels." And it's like, "Okay, great. This, <laughs> this sucks." <laughs> I mean, I don't dislike bagels. I think bagels are a perfectly fine version of a sandwich to have, but. If I think it's for a second a donut and it turns out to be a bagel, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, if I see it in the distance and I think I've seen a donut, and I'm like, oh, God, I want donuts now. Uh, I would literally rather starve to death than eat a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I, I think you'd like to add about Don't Breathe <laughs> Uh, No, nah, I mean... We covered it. <laughs> oh. And yeah, I mean, like, uh, probably kind of negative going through it, but again, like, it, it's fine enough. Like, it, it wasn't like a chore to watch. Um, it, it did definitely feel a little long, even though it's not a super long movie. Like, I, I feel like this type of movie just get it down to like an, an even 90 minutes, but. I, I would, it wasn't horrible. There's enough entertaining parts. I for would me. say the first ten or fifteen minutes are kind of a chore because it it did kind of yeah. feel like it was just doing a lot of things that I just really didn't like, and it, it felt kind of mean. Uh, once the actual movie kicks off proper though, and we get you know the horror and action sequences, at least stuff is happening that's relatively entertaining to a point. Some of it's stupid, yeah. some of it's silly, but at least when it's being stupid or silly, there's something to react to and talk about or. And some of it, you know, sure. like we said, like when the mother was revealed to be alive and the way they introduced her and then what the plan was and then the mother, like, <laughs> like dead body dragging a little girl to the edge of the swimming pool. Like, all of that was hilarious. Like, like yeah. laugh out loud hilarious. So, I, I just wish it was more consistently funny because I, I think I'd probably For recommend sure. this as a fun, bad sequel if it was a, just let into that a bit more. It was a bit more schlocky, but 
agree. Yeah. As it is, the mean tone kind of, I don't know, clashes with the good vibes a little bit. But uh, <laughs> the good vibes. The good vibes. Yeah, it's the good vibes. Uh, so yes, uh, I, yes, I, and yes. So there you go. Uh, what were you going to rate? Don't breathe too. Uh, so I think I'm going to give it a 5.5. 5. Uh, just, you know, it, it just squeaks above, like, you know, being straight down the middle between good and bad. Uh, to me, it's just kind of like, it's okay. It, you know, it could have been worse. There was enough entertaining parts. You know, like you kind of just said, the the parts that were more cheesy or dumb or over the top uh, are fun, but, you know, it's not consistently there throughout the movie. So I can't really... Recognize, uh, recommend it as like a you know fun cheesy B movie over the top kind of thing. But um, there's enough kind of sleazy stuff there that makes it not the worst watch in the world. And uh, yeah, and and I when they are doing like action and stuff, like I mean maybe I just don't watch as so many action movies and stuff. But it did feel kind of nice, like actually seeing people do actiony stuff. Um, so yeah, five point five for me. I could go with a straight five. Uh, I've said my piece, really. I, I think I'll just add on the final point here: is that between Ooh, the peacemaker, the turkey, the turkey <laughs> baster with semen to to <laughs> impregnate a woman, and now the the heart transplant in the black market with mm. a child's heart, I feel like this 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 franchise, if you want to even call it that, like this franchise's legacy now to me is like aches like exponentially going up in terms of how mm. ridiculous the medical procedures are that are attempted in the <laughs> movies because they both have one so what's the That's third true. movie going to be is someone going to try and like i don't know replace their brain with a dog's brain to see if it <laughs> makes them smart i don't know. <laughs> like, i have no idea but like uh mm. Of all the things that I, I I expected them to try and like sort of up the ante on, like do the same but up the ante, mm-hmm. I did not expect extremely surreal medical procedure that would never work yeah. to be the the thing on that list. But uh, uh, again, it's funny that like yeah, they're trying to be like all right, so how do we make them like a good guy? Like, I guess we make the bad guys people that want to steal little girls or organs. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like the bad guys will kill dogs. Uh, he mm. won't, and ultimately her own parents want to steal her heart, and mm. he's going to save her. So we have to root <laughs> for him to some extent. Also, is this like the luckiest guy in the world where like all he wanted was a daughter, and then one day he was just like <laughs> driving by or just walking by this like burning house? I was like, hey, little girl. <laughs> well, I, I think that was one of the thoughts I had in the first one. Is like you're going through all this effort to impregnate some. I guess he wants it to be his kid, but yeah, like. Surely kidnapping an orphan or something would just just be an easier time. Like, <laughs> yeah, like but couples who try to have kids sometimes just can't get pregnant, and you're trying to just shove it in with a <laughs> yeah with an implement. And, and also, I, I forget if they mentioned this, but did they ever say like how they knew the daughter was alive? Because like they're like specifically going after her. Uh, well, they didn't. Uh, it, it just so happened that he the the dad was at their house when she was. Because remember, she went at the house at the start of the movie that she left oh, okay, in yeah. to drop off the flowers. Later on, when he was explaining that he was her dad, there was a little flashback that showed him like stepping out of the shadows. He he just saw her there. That's right. Yeah. And then he followed her. So, 
so it's, that burnt it, up it, meth lab uh, you know is very uh, sentimental to everyone in the family and it's kind of lucky that they needed a direct relative to steal a heart from and then he, he couldn't believe his luck when he ran yeah, into the his long lost yeah. daughter <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Wait, so then, wait, 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 wait. wait. All right, all right, oh. I can't. <laughs> okay, so then, because the, the, um, so then Phoenix, she, like, she acts, like, surprised when she finds out the blind man isn't her father, right? Yes, she thought I was his but father. Then, that was her father, but, yes. But she knows that she's connected to this burnt, like, what, why is she going to this burnt house and leaving flowers then, like? Oh, because, because he claims that was the house he shared with her mother, and her mother is dead. So he, he claims that he's her okay. real father, but her mother is, you know. This is so convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there, there you go. That's uh, Don't Breathe 2 in, in, in the books. Uh, we, we, we've we got a lot of 2021 movies we want to get through that are mm-hmm. of varying interest, so look forward to more. <laughs> Uh, this this is probably one of the ones that I was least looking forward to. So mm. hopefully the other ones I am looking forward to are going to impress me, and I'm going to like them. Mm. That'd be nice. It'd be very nice. That would be nice. Yes. Uh, and of course the bonus movies on Patreon are back uh, starting mm. this month of January. Uh, that'll be a bonus episode a month. And we should mention that there's a new thing on Patreon called Even More Streams, mm-hmm. which is a non-movie review version of the show where we will. I mean, the first episode ended up being quite long and it was us going through like a bunch of stuff coming out this year. Uh, typically, it'll be a sort of shorter thing, maybe about half the length or so of, the, of a regular episode where we just kind of chat about the random horror movies that we've seen, not for the show, so not full reviews, but kind of sh- sharing like many kind of reviews of just random things we've watched. But there'll be, there might be episodes that focus on specific topics or specific news that mm-hmm. might break uh, and that'll be available over at Patreon. But the first episode will go out for everyone uh, after this episode so probably next mm-hmm. week i imagine on youtube uh, but the rest of the episodes mm-hmm. will be exclusive to patreon so if you want to support us over there patreon.com slash mailfuzz tv uh, little as one dollar per month and we will be using the bonus movies uh for the time being to also help get through some 2021 movies so uh mm-hmm. normally in the past we make them the sort of the weird schlocky absurd b <laughs> movies and we will get back to that uh someday when we're back to like regular weekly episodes but uh for the time mm-hmm. being uh whilst uh whilst tim's child is not quite big enough to give him a heart transplant <laughs> uh we're on a every other week for regular episodes and uh well we have these patreon stuff things back oh, that was a weird sentence we know what i meant okay so <laughs> so yes great patreon and have a look and see if you're interested in supporting all the content and keeping screams after midnight and everything else coming including the Atomic Cinema Experiment, which is a science fiction movie podcast mm-hmm. that I uh, do with Tara, uh, who was not delighted to hear some of the things that Tim had to say uh, in the <laughs> Even More Streams episode one. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> uh, the exact message I think I received uh, when she listened to the episode was, is Tim trying to start, start a beef? Was the... <laughs> was she like, love Gary Doberman or something? <laughs> <laughs> So, yes. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to stoke any drama in, but, uh, yes. She, she's also <laughs> taken umbrage with maybe some of the things you've said about a certain Star Trek franchise uh, in the past. <laughs> Are you really going to deny that you've I mean, not said negative things about Star Trek? 
Well, you were saying like a certain Star Trek franchise. I mean, all Star Trek is bad. I don't know. Like, oh my I, I, don't know. I was trying to think. Like, uh, did I make fun of a specific one? Or I mean, it's all horrible. <laughs> I I meant certain franchise, and then I was just I was just being colorful with my language. I meant a certain franchise, and that <laughs> franchise is Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, Star Trek, no good. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, thank you like, very the much. The best oh. things in space are like Star Wars. Then mm, Leprechaun. Mm. Well, oh, come on, <laughs> come on, come on. What, what what sort of shit is this? I, I can't, I can't, I can't cope with this. But twenty twenty two is off to a terrible start. Uh, so <laughs> let us know what you think of Don't Breathe Two in the comments. You can, of course, support us as well by liking, and subscribing, dating the bell for notifications, all those usual things on YouTube, or giving us a five star review. Uh, on iTunes, wherever you get your podcast from. So please do all those things. They help mm. us out a bunch. But that is us. So hopefully we'll see you next time. Keep watching scary movies. And don't. I got nothing. I don't know. I don't want I put myself in a corner. Tim. Don't breathe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>